gorgeous soul. This is the Katie Blair Podcast, aka your activation station for magnetizing and normalizing your next inevitable massive up-leveling. I'm a virtual coach who focuses on designing your most epic human experience through building a purpose-filled and aligned lifestyle and or business. If you're obsessed with quantum up-leveling and you're done settling for anything less than everything you desire, you have arrived right on time. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Today on the episode, we have a very special guest, Miss Allie. Allie is a certified women's health and nutrition coach, tantric practitioner, red tent facilitator, and hormone balance chef who guides transformational workshops, retreats, and online women's leadership certification and courses. She's helped thousands of heart-centered women with full schedules liberate hormonal challenges emotional eating patterns, and sexual trauma through embodiment rituals to manifest their dreams from magnetic overflow. Her womb-clearing guided practices and ritual elixirs and recipes help women release emotional stagnation, radically love their bodies, and live a lifestyle of juicy vibrancy. If you want to check her out, her website is moderngoddesslifestyle.com or her Instagram and Facebook are Modern Goddess Lifestyle. So, Allie, Hello! Hi, Katie. Loving you so much. Thanks for loving you so much. And Ali also, Ali is over on Kauai, so we're holding it down for the Hawaii energy in this episode too, which is really beautiful. I'm so happy to be talking with you today. Mm, Me too, girl. (laughs) I can already feel the magic that's about to just unfold. I know. For some reason, I'm being guided to just start this episode off with, I would love to ask what word is really alive for you right now? Mm. For me, it's alignment because I'm looking at my computer clock and it said 222, which is my number. (laughs) So we're starting right on time. Of course, we're starting right on time. I love that alignment. So, okay this woman of many amazing, amazing things. So we have the nutrition coach, we have the tantric practitioner, we have the red tent facilitator, hormone balance chef, so much beauty. Will you just start off by telling us a bit about your journey, how it unfolded and how all of these pieces have created you in this aligned version of where you are at now? Yeah, I'm laughing because just the unfoldment, the amount of steps and the death and rebirth and evolution and the many steps to be where I am right now, it's it's a lot. And I used to tell this story, you and I, even before this podcast, we're talking about how you and I are just both showing up our in our businesses more so than ever, just letting spirit weave through us and communicate through us what wants to be said that day. And I'm thinking back to all the podcasts I've been on where it's like I told my story of two-week-long menstrual cycles, extreme fatigue, emotional eating, and my journey to balancing my hormones, womb wellness, healing my, my, my sexual trauma, um, and building a business where I could help others. It, it, runs, it runs very deep. And I'm used to telling that story. And what I want to talk about today is a little bit different. I've actually never talked about this live on a podcast before. And I feel like you can hold space for it. (laughs) So here we are. Um, I have been initiated into a deeper level of leadership in the last couple years of my life. 
and supporting others in embodying their own leadership, what, what that means to them authentically. And what really propelled where I'm at right now is my mother and I have always had a super challenging relationship, but we've also been each other's deep, deep medicine. And during the start of COVID last year, my mother got a stage four cancer diagnosis, literally out of the blue. It went from Mm -hmm. she's got a cancerous tumor to actually it's stage four cancer and she's going to have to go in for a 12 hour surgery. And so instead of traveling to, to Florida and chefing and coming to Kauai and leading a retreat and all these things that I thought that I had on my schedule and I was going to move to San Diego and da, 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 da. Like never in my life had I had everything so scheduled, even my airline tickets set up. Instead, I'm going back to my childhood home in Michigan and I thought I'd be there for a month and a half. I packed all my winter clothes and suddenly spring came Summer came. I had to buy new clothes online because I was so hot because Michigan's quite hot in the summertime. And I was there serving my family. And I went through this deep contraction. So much of what I thought and who I thought I was in my business online, who I was serving, the book that I was writing for the last five and a half years, everything just started to die. With my mother coming so close to death, there was a really interesting experience in me that came so close to death. And what I realized was that all of the things that I thought needed to happen in my business were really just these sticky attachments. And this whole journey eventually led me to moving to Kauai, which was not my plan. I came here to lead a retreat and then spirit asked me to stay and I didn't listen. Two days later, the town that I was going to move back to caught on fire So I ended up surrendering and saying yes. And I've been here on Kauai ever since. I've been here for about seven months. And this is where my inner medicine woman has been deeply being activated. I didn't realize this, but I had this deep programming that ran in my family around sacrificing the self and martyring the self and pushing, pushing and proving oneself. And even though I teach about juicy feminine leadership really being embodied, there was this unresolved ancestral trauma that was always in the background of how I was creating. And ultimately, through all of the the healing that my mom went through, and she is doing well right now, she went through a big, big journey, but she's doing well. I heard from spirit that my mother went through the ultimate womb clearing process to create space in her body for her ancestry, for her lineage. And here on Kauai, I've been deeply in my own inner medicine woman. I've always talked about be your own medicine woman, right? And I've had a whole initiation into what that really means and doing my own alchemy journey. When my trauma comes up, processing it, being clear with it, and alchemizing it to create space in my life for these new downloads, these new frequencies that are coming through that are more aligned with spirit and with the wholeness of life and really leading from that space. And so <laughs> this is this is my journey. It's a it's another layer of liberation. I would say yeah, like being a business owner, there's there's so many initiations of pain to purpose that I've gone through along the path. And I've always brought these layers out into 
how can I share this information? How can I share these rituals to support others who are stuck in that, who are experiencing whether it's menstrual pain or emotional eating challenges or sexual trauma or fear around embodying their leader? I've always taken what I've learned and embodied and offered it on another level. And I'm definitely going through another initiation now, including we just had our first leadership training here on Kauai, which was Mm -hmm. to hold space for so many people going through their own ancestral healings, clearing out doubt, unworthiness, that martyrdom, that sacrificing, the needing to control. Like we, we went through it all in person. It was really edgy It was really intense, but it was so beautiful to witness everyone go through that alchemy journey. So this is, yeah, yeah, you asked. I'm like, how do, I don't think I can just talk about hormones and and PMS anymore. Like that is part of it. That is definitely part of it. But I believe as entrepreneurs, we're constantly going through these initiations and, and it shifts the way that we do business. It shifts the soulmate clients that we're calling in. So that's where I'm at on my journey right now and feeling extremely grateful for all of the challenges last year, mm-hmm. extremely grateful for all the death of ego and attachments that I had and creating my life the way that I thought it needed to be created. So here I am kind of like this blank canvas and yeah. Thanks wow. for that question, Katie. Oh, <laughs> Allie, we just went through all of that with you, it is like this path of entrepreneurship is the most beautiful spiritual evolution journey I think that anyone can undertake because when you become this living vessel of creative flow and becoming the medicine woman of your of your existence to allow what comes through to create ripples in the world, then all of a sudden life itself becomes this, not just something that you're living, but something that you are experimenting with and that you are in real time, you know, witnessing life events, but not just from this layer of watching it happen, but going deep into the depths of what does this mean? And how does this, what lessons are coming through all of this? And how does it want to come through me? And I think it's really beautiful that, you know, you were able to go back and become this medicine woman for your mother. And then through that, really taking on this deeper meaning of what does this really mean when death was right there at your doorstep? in front of you with the the one and only woman that you love more than anything in the world like that. I can, I can't, I cannot imagine what, what kind of just wild initiation that that can put you through. And so I would love to know kind of from this deeper, from that initiation, moving into this next deeper initiation, what is really, how is your idea of what it means to be your own medicine woman What was it and what is that shifting into? Mm, mm, So juicy. Mm. So for me, because my roots are in menstrual health and womb wisdom and sexual creative fertile energy, which is all the sacral chakra, a lot of this journey with, with my mother, a lot of the roots came from the idea of ebbs and flow of Shakti changing and 
that being the, the wild feminine. We see that in the menstrual cycle. We release our uterine tissue. All of our hormones return to a low level. We're having our moon time, our period. We're shedding. And then we create that space for new ideas, new beginnings. Our hormones start to rise again. Our uterine tissue builds up. And now we have a new lining. We have this fertility of the egg releasing. And I really worked with those energetics when my mom was going through it, when I was going through it, and in my business too, and in my body. And so for me, the medicine woman, what I got to really embody during this time was how can I be super in tune with my intuition in the present moment, my sovereignty journey? Where is there contraction in my body? in my relationships, in my business? Where am I experiencing the feeling of constriction and contraction? And instead of shoving it away, pushing it down, numbing it, how can I let that contraction, that constriction, those intense emotions have a voice Mm. and emote? How can I give them a mic? And so with the medicine woman journey, it's an alchemy process. It's not bypassing the shadows. It's really letting them have that voice and dancing with them, sounding with them, doing ritual with my elixirs or my mealtime with them, um, shaking or breath work, all of the ways to come into my body and presence what's there and let it move, let it emote through my system. So this is the alchemy journey. And it's how we create space in our body. You know, we can't claim like, okay, I'm going through a contraction. I affirm that I'm healthy. I'm, I affirm that I'm well. You know, that only takes us so far. Like we have to go into the contraction. We have to become the contraction and let it run its course. Like, you know, we can't, we can't stop the blood flow when we're about to bleed. We can't stop the baby when it's about to birth. Like, we have to surrender into the mystery of that death, that alchemy. And then that's what creates the space to rebirth. That's what births these new frequencies into the world. And so I worked with that energetics the whole time. And it didn't quite make sense to me because it was so dense. The fear of losing my mother, the intensity of contraction that I felt I mean, this was also during COVID too. So like I was back in Michigan in the cold with my mother who was very immune compromised. And so I didn't have a community back there like I like I did where I was living before in Oregon. So I never left the house unless it was to get groceries. And there was very little hugging. There was very little like community dance or all of the things that I was used to. Um, so it was a deeper layer of feeling this contraction and almost to the point that I even questioned sometimes, will, will I make it through this? Will I ever be able to grow again from this? And faith kept me going. And also the philosophy that anytime there's a deep, deep contraction, a deep, deep ebb, there will always be a massive expansion. The moon will always become full again. It will always turn into summer. There will always be more fertility. And so I just knew after all of these months, like there will be an expansive fertile period again. And I can't force it. 
I can't command it. I can't make it happen. Like it will, and I need to keep surrendering. And so what ended up happening, there was a deep, deep shift, which ended up leading me, guiding me to Kauai. And yeah, I've been in a deep, massive fertility phase ever since of expansion. And so, um, yeah, I, I would also like to talk about some ways that people can work with their own alchemy process. But just to a little bit more define what the medicine woman is, is that I believe we all have an inner medicine woman or medicine man or medicine, whatever you identify as. We all have that inner medicine person. And it really comes down to being present with all that we're feeling, all that we're emoting, all that we are in that moment, not rushing to the future and not getting stuck in the past, being present with ourselves and self-sourcing. And from the space, we can tune into those constricted areas, whether it's emotions or trauma that hasn't been expressed or processed or mental patterns where there's excessive thought that is taking us down a dark direction that is creating more of the things in life that we're, because I really believe life is just a holographic image of what's going on in inside. Mm -hmm. And so being in tune with that and presencing that and working with it to emote it, to give it a voice, to understand it, to let it shift. That's where it comes from. And yeah, it's going to look different for every person every time. But the moment we start to think that somebody else has the answer or that, you know, food is going to like coffee or sugar or something is going to take us out of it or, you know, the spiritual teacher is going to give us the truth. You know, there's so many ways that we can be supported. But when we give our power over to something else, we're just creating more distortion. It's really slowing down and being present with what is within and alchemizing the energy. And we can be supported by guides. We can be supported by health food. We can be supported by essential oils, workouts, all the things. Um, but tuning in and presencing what is in this own system and sounding it and emoting it is, yeah, that's what I have found is, is how to shift the energy. That was really beautiful. What I would love to do is take this, this concept that you've just laid out for us of being your own medicine woman and take that through the lens of these different things that are very alive for you right now. So you do a lot of work with food and nutrition and well-being of in the kitchen. What does it look like or what is the version of your most activated medicine woman in the kitchen and how does this serve your path as a creator? I love it. <laughs> so in the kitchen, I've had some deep challenges with attachments with food in the past. So my, my whole relationship with food has, has deeply shifted and it's something I guide others through as well now. And so my philosophy is that everything is a ritual and when we're present and in the kitchen with food, we can create intentions or we can have a lack of presence and we can feel shame or guilt. And depending on where we're at when we're connecting with our food is going to impact our relationship to digesting it. 
Um, so when I go into the food, I like to present, when I go into the kitchen, I like to presence myself. And the first thing I'll do is just come into my heart, maybe take a few breaths. Mm. Once I've created that space, when I start to prepare the food, I will do spells the whole entire time. And what I mean by spells is literally just intention and directed consciousness and sometimes even words. So I'll say, you know, maybe I'm chopping sweet potatoes. I'll say these sweet potatoes, there's passion activated in these sweet potatoes. And with food, you know, it, there's, there's water in food and Dr. Masuru Emoto has, yes, has done studies that show that water holds memory and there's a structure to water that will hold that frequency. So Our thoughts are just directed consciousness, which is frequency. Our words, our singing is all that directed frequency. And so I will put that into the food and I'll even imagine myself or whoever I'm feeding it to is just going to feel this consciousness, this life force, this intention of love and passion or creativity or whatever I'm encoding into the food. And so I make it a ritual. Um, And I always know, too, if I'm going through something like the other day, I was making gluten free cookies and I was processing something deep, lost track of time and the cookies burned. So what that told me was that there's something inside me that's like wanting to burn and I need to be present with the fire that's within me that I'm not fully meeting. So our kitchen can literally be, again, that holographic version of what's going on internally. And we can presence ourselves. We can we can deeply drop into a sacred space. And so um, I also like to treat it as a temple and really make sure like what I'm using in there, I'm also composting, um, you know, allowing the energy in my actual kitchen to circulate. So if things are starting to go a little bit bad, like I like to give them back to the earth. I love to play mantras or have like a little kitchen altar, burn incense, play, um, play music or sing it's really about creating the space and it's about my presence and my intention with it Um, so that is one way that I will create alchemy in the kitchen as well as before I eat to have a ritual with it whether it's just a simple presencing myself and expressing gratitude through a prayer or a song before I eat Um, or being extravagant and hosting a dinner party where there's a theme and everything is, you know, there's placemats and there's rainbow mugs and there's delicious, a delicious playlist that I've curated, you know, creating an environment for others to come, creating the space with that intention, I've found allows a lot of spontaneous conversations and abundance flow between the community just to have that space where everyone is, you know, feeling and tasting the flavors and experiencing um, the pleasure and the beauty of what food can bring and sharing it together. And so that that's a little bit of the alchemy journey that I like to bring into the kitchen because, you know, not, not all the time are we in a space of expansive clarity when we go to food. Sometimes we're in a feeling of deprivation. And if we have a lot of trauma that has been around our food story, we may go into the kitchen to ground ourselves or feel comforted. And then we find ourselves standing up and overeating without even tasting what we desire to taste in front of us. And then once it's already in our body, we might be shaming ourselves for doing that and then experiencing even more indigestion. And 
you know, I really believe that there's no right or wrong. So, um, if that is your current story and I've totally been there, that's why I can speak to it. Um, know that any moment you can shift the story by changing the story again, creating spells, turning on music, saying a prayer, inviting friends over, getting out your rainbow mugs, um, taking breaths before you start to cook. There's a lot of different ways to presence yourself. Um, you know, if you're finding yourself stuck in a pattern and, um, yeah, so that's I love that. I love that so much. I really love how you you put this visual in my mind when you described kind of the kitchen itself as the holographic mirror of what's going on internally. And if we look at our kitchen as one modality or one way of being in our medicine woman and as that being a direct reflection of our current state of happiness or success, then we can see that as one layer. And then if we also look at our relationship or our love life as another layer, and that's a holographic image of our current frequency and what's going on, or our creative flow, that's another one. And it's it's really these all stack together. And this medicine woman, she is, you know, it's no wonder that you've gone into so many different aspects of this because really it's about bringing the intention of her in every single scenario. It's not just, you know, I know a lot of creators and virtual entrepreneurs, you know, their, their life is their, their work. It's their baby. They love it. But we, we can tend to pour a lot of our time and energy on the computer or in our creations or whatever we're doing. And then when we go to the kitchen, it's like that shuts off and we kind of just eat to, to put stuff in our body so that we're not hungry. And then we go back to it. So it's, it seems like your medicine woman, she's, she's the one who's making sure the intention gets carried in every way. So mm-hmm. tell us then through the lens of when you come into your creative flow as an entrepreneur, how does your medicine woman show up there? Hmm. I like how you said all of that. And yeah, there's one more piece around the kitchen. I'd like to add to that as you were Mm -hmm. speaking, it just reminded me, you know, being being the medicine woman in the kitchen too, like, I was describing a lot around the emotions, but there are ways to carry care for our body as well. um, In the kitchen, specifically, if, if it's a woman listening to this, the menstrual cycle, eating for the four seasons of the menstrual cycle, knowing where you're at, whether you're about to start bleeding or you're going to be ovulating. Um, There are foods that are going to give you minerals and support you when you're ready to shed and go through your menstrual phase. And then there's foods that are going to support fertility and expansive energy when you're about to ovulate. And so and I have a moon cycle e-cookbook as well as YouTube videos that have recipes and information that describes that. Um, if you're, if anyone's wanting to know even in deeper how to alchemize specifically with recipes, but just that concept, you know, like knowing your ebbs and flows, knowing where you're at in your cycle and attuning your relationship to food and the way that you cook Um, and the certain foods and what the plants have to offer in terms of minerals or, you know, antioxidants, depending on what phase you're in. This is all a way to support the natural ebbs and flows within your own body and your own menstrual cycle to create more harmony, to create more sustainability. Um, So that's a piece that I wanted to add in too, because I really do believe that that's 
is how we enhance our creative energy as an entrepreneur in our business. It really ties into it. Um, and that's because our sacral chakra is the, is the energy center that governs creative energy, sexual energy, and fertile energy. And so if our fertility is off, if we have irregular periods or really painful periods or a lot of acne or bloating um, or, or mood swings and food cravings, these can all be signs that there's an imbalance with our hormones, particularly estrogen and progesterone. A lot of us in this modern day society and Western communities are estrogen dominant, um, which can affect a lot of those PMS symptoms that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so if our fertility is off and we're feeling these, you know, intensities around our menstrual cycle physically, this is going to create blocks and challenges with the flow of our creative energy. And our creative energy is our life force behind our business, right? Like how many times has anyone ever felt like, okay, I'm so excited to do this thing in my business, but and maybe you've had a really exhausting big day and you're right around your menstrual cycle and you want to get this email out and you go to sit down and you're just feeling dull and tired and blocked. And so what one would might do, and this is what I used to do a lot in the past, that's why I can speak to it, is like, okay, I don't feel well, so I'm going to go have some caffeine and just like push on through, power it through. Right. Um, which gets the job done, right? Like you can massively create, 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 but what is that doing to the overall system, our ecosystem, our fertility? It can cause there to be more stress. It can cause estrogen dominance to continue, progesterone to lower, and it contribute. It can contribute to a longer-term challenge. Um, this is actually what I've discovered through my own experience of healing my two week long menstrual cycle, as well as supporting others in their liberation around PMS challenges and irregular cycles. So when we prioritize taking care of our body temple, nourishing it well, seeing cooking as a self care ritual, or maybe you don't even like to cook, but you know, investing time and learning what kinds of foods are going to support your body and support your hormones and prioritize that, whether it's eating out or, or hiring a private chef or whatever it is that you choose to do. This is a way of adding to your overflow so we don't get into that place of deprivation because we can't build thriving businesses from a deprived state. Being a, a resourced energy of overflow, that is what I believe is, is the new paradigm of business creation because then we're not forcing like, okay, I'm showing up to create this online course or to you know, speak on this podcast or write this email and it's like forcing, forcing, forcing. It's a presencing and it's a nourishing the creative fertile energy so then when we show up, it's flowing through us and we don't have to strive it and... Um, yeah, so much of this I'm feeling is coming back to what I learned with being with my ancestry back when my mom, being with my family and my lineage when my mom was going through her cancer journey. Like I saw that paradigm itself in the ways that I stepped up into my mother's role when she couldn't care for my grandfather, do all the things that she's used to in the community. It was so hard for her. It was so hard for her to just not be able to do it because her physical body couldn't do it. 
and I wanted to help. So guess what I did? I did it all for her. And I was running around like a chicken without a head on, like in this hamster wheel of trying to serve in the matriarchal sense that I know that, you know, my family operates in. And simultaneously, I'm a business owner serving my clients and doing all these things that I was doing. And it was so detrimental. It was so detrimental. And um, I think as women, being in this modern day society, we're still unprogramming from that belief that's like, if we're giving to ourselves and self-caring, it's selfish. And we need to sacrifice our own needs for the family, for the children, for the clients. We, We can get into this martyrdom. And I definitely was operating in that. And my mother's cancer journey showed that to me. It showed it in my lineage and it showed where I was still living it in ways. And so it make it doesn't make sense to stop when we're like going, going, going. There's more that I need to get done. There's more. If I stop now, the deadline won't be completed. But when we are in this resource state, we're not operating from past trauma. We're not operating from survival. We're operating from juiciness, from expansion. So creativity can flow. New opportunities and support is presenting itself from us to us because we can see we're not stuck in this, you know, narrow-minded focus because of our limbic brain is fully activated. And um, yeah, the kitchen is just one way to do that. Um, there are many different ways to ritualize your life to um, be in that state of overflow. But definitely tuning into the energetics of the menstrual cycle, this essence of ebb and flow and emotions, working with our emotions, not bypassing them and stuffing them down. These are ways to create a relationship with our own medicine woman so that we are in that sovereign, harmonious state as we go to create. Because what we're creating in the world and our intention behind it really is what we're putting out there. It's a frequency and others can feel that. So to be at that high level of creation, it's really doing the inner work and embodying it and living from that state, because that's what's being put out into the world. And that's the vibration that others are attuning to when they work with us. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, this, this, this image is coming through for me right now about how as creators, so with, with what you are laying out for us, it paints this really beautiful picture that if our actual top intention and way of being is through the lens of our inner medicine woman and taking that with us into all aspects of our life, then ultimately what we reach is our natural state, which is when we're in our natural state, we are in a place of energetic overflow. We are tapped in in the highest frequencies and creating is what happens naturally. And so that like, if, if our intentions are in this medicine woman through that lens, then showing up to be the creator of your life is what comes through very naturally. However, what, uh, what I see happening so much in the industry is, you know, this, this idea of being a creator, it can be very overwhelming. You know, we're talking about if you're just trying to recreate your life into something else, or, you know, if you're in, if you have a business or you're in the process of building a business, we can, 
get there's there's a lot of hard things that come along the path it's not an easy path at all and what people can often do is to kind of combat the hardships of the path of being their own inner creator we can use our business or our goals as a way to kind of shove down the things that we don't we don't really want to sit with so that we can pour we have something that inspires us and excites us to pour our energy into but then exactly what you're saying is when we're shoving things when we're essentially shoving down our medicine woman to be the creator the frequency isn't at its highest potency. And so if you're listening to this right now and this is resonating with you and you feel like you're running around in circles or things haven't been working, it's probably because right here your frequency is off because you aren't showing up as your medicine woman first. So how has how do you bring Ali your medicine woman into just be being this creator of your life, being this uh being an entrepreneur? I love this and I love the way that you just put all of that Um, mm, there's many different ways I'll kind of give a synopsis like a total list off of what I know that I do but I would love to actually tell a story of something I did right before this podcast (laughs) Um, so before I get to that being my own medicine woman. So it's working with the energetics of death and rebirth. And I work with my menstrual cycle. So before I start to bleed, I know that there are going to be themes, there are going to be things that are coming to the surface, emotions that have not been felt energy that is clearing within my, I like to look at the energy fields in um, the body as this like river. And sometimes there can be a damming that happens if there isn't space for that emotion or energy to express itself. So I like to create space right before I bleed to go into my womb cave and have a womb clearing. And um, what that looks like is presencing these emotions. And I might work with ecstatic dance. I might work with just getting naked and dancing in front of the mirror. Like just, I don't want to have clothes on. I don't want to have this like expression. I just want to be the raw me. It might look like sound healing or taking a bath or going out into nature and hiking and maybe sound healing. It may be cooking something really delicious by myself in the kitchen and just crying over a a sappy song. (laughs) There's so many ways to let myself create the space to connect with that. And then when I do, oftentimes my bleed will come right after that. I don't experience pain much at all when I, when I, when I have my menstrual cycle come on. Um, But oftentimes when I've created the space to emote and I understand what's being shifted out of me. Okay, these patterns, these ways of existing, these thoughts, these emotions of holding on to something of resentment, like it's been cleared. And then my moon time flow will happen. And I'm very slow in my moon time. I'm careful as to what I take on right. in that space of the first two days of me bleeding. Um, and then I'll give my blood back and I'll honor the earth and thank the earth as me being a microcosm of the macrocosm. Um, so that's just one ritual that I'll do specifically with the blood. Um, but other things that I will do to work with my own medicine woman, 
you know, I think I just want to go straight into the story of what I did even before this yeah, call. Tell, tell us. Because, yeah, as you know, Katie, we scheduled this call, like, literally right before I'm about to pack up and go to Tulum for three weeks. And then I'm coming back here and I'm moving into a new temple space. And so like all these things are happening, right? Um, It's a lot to digest. And Mm -hmm. the reality is as entrepreneurs, there are times that we get amazing opportunities to show up in our business, whether it's a podcast or birthing an online program and things are happening in our life. We're about to travel. Our mom's going through can- a cancer journey. Like we can never plan things perfectly. Like there's always going to be the unknown that shows up. And so yesterday when we were talking about this podcast, I was totally feeling like alive, like let's go in my boss, babe. So clear about what I want to talk about. And then there are a number of things that happened last night and this morning I'm getting ready to leave, all these things that came up. So I felt tired about an hour before we were about to do this podcast. I felt dull. I felt lifeless, right? I'm like, okay, okay. So I don't feel like canceling this. So what's the work I got to do? What am I not digesting? What am I not feeling? And so the way that I actually presenced myself is I have a space in my house where there's a sheepy and there's um, crystal singing bowls and I just feel really comfortable I, I really highly recommend that everyone if you don't already have a space in your house that you feel like you can go into that feels private that you feel comfortable that you can really see yourself and feel held I highly recommend to create one I used to call it my Shakti Nook and I would create one everywhere. I'd go to travel. And right now we have like a whole room in our our temple. We call our house our temple. And so I went in there and I laid down and I just breathed into the spaces that felt numb. I breathed into the spaces of my body that felt lifeless. And then I started sounding and then I started talking. I actually recorded the whole thing. I started talking as if I was talking to a counselor, like, this isn't working. I'm upset with this thing in my life and just vocalizing it. And then I would call forth what I need and I would affirm affirmations. And then I would move my body more where I was feeling tension or I'd start to tap or I'd start to like, ha, ah, like sound out the energy that needed to be expressed, whether it was gross, whether it was pleasurable, whether it sounded orgasmic or whether it was howling. I rode the waves of my Shakti and without judgment, just let myself move, sound, feel, affirm, create intentions for whatever needed to come up in that moment. And I kept saying, alchemize, liberate, liberate. And what ended up happening was this heaviness that was in my system, which was some past trauma that I'm clear of that's present right now while I travel. Because anytime I travel, there's this security thing from my past that comes up. I got to meet that. I also got to meet some places where I wasn't maybe taking as good care of my body temple or some emotions I'm feeling in my relationship with my beloved. I got to feel all that. I got to look at all of it. I got to address what's not working and speak my boundary as well as call in peace, call in liberation and sound out the things that I couldn't actually communicate in words. And so this might sound weird. I don't know if anyone else does this. Um, I don't know if you do this, but like... (laughs) This has been really helpful for for me. And in fact, I actually recorded the whole thing. I looked at it. It was 14 minutes and 33 seconds long 
for the whole alchemy journey, for me to suddenly feel like I've claimed space. I feel clear. I can go onto this podcast and I can speak. I don't feel blocked and emotional and, and like, I need to like be something other than I'm not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually going to send this to one of my friends who continues to go into a spiral of um, patterns with alcohol. Um, he and I were just talking the other day. He's like, he's like, I feel that I keep going to alcohol because I can finally express what I'm trying to say. It's helping me. It's helping me. And I told him, yes, your drunkenness is helping you. And it's getting you so far because you're also numb when you're drinking too. It's clouding you. So it's liberating you, but there's still that level of numbness that's there from the alcohol and it's still poison to your, your liver. And so I ended up recording this whole journey that I went through and I sent it to him and it was vulnerable. It was raw. Some of it was truth and some of it was my truth in the moment, what I was experiencing, but it shifted. And so I shared that with him because I I really want to show others that, you know, these substances we go to, whether it's alcohol or food or sex or whatever it is that we're attached to that help us reach those spaces inside ourselves we can do it through ritual. We can do it through emoting. We can do it through sound. We can do it through dance. We can do it through snuggles. We can do it through talk therapy. We can do it through somatic processing. There are so many ways to get to those spaces. And it's terrifying. But when we let them have a voice, then they move. Then they shift. And then it's like, ah, oh, the peace, the freedom, the ecstasy, the joy, the power, all of it that I've wanted to feel, it was right there all along. You know, it was just the parts of ourselves, the shadows that that don't have permission to to show when we give it. Yeah. When we give it the mic, then that's where that's when it shifts. That's when the alchemy happens. So, yeah, thanks for holding the space to share that. (laughs) I, I love that you brought that into this. That is called being the medicine woman of your energetics. And that's exactly what it means to bring your medicine woman into the lens of being the creator and building whatever it is that you're building, because it is all energy. At the end of the day, we are energy. We are made up of all, all the, all the emotions, all the feelings and everything we're creating is the, 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 that within us materializing to go in energetic ripples around the world. And I just freaking love how how that happened right before this and how you were able to get really present with that and bring that in here. I think, you know, being the medicine woman of your energetics and allowing yourself the space to do that is so potent because just like we were talking about with the kitchen, a lot of people will just go into the kitchen or turn to alcohol or whatever it is, all the other things, you know, um, all the things that we turn to. And so, allowing yourself the space. I don't have a Shakti Nook, but I really want one. I really want one. This is also why Tom and I are looking at new places. And I'm like, I think I need a Shakti room. Yes. I need a room in my house where nobody is allowed to enter it but me. So that I can, you know, I do, I do similar things like that. Um, but it always looks different. And what I can also tend to do is I can forget that that's available at our fingertips and that it can only take under 15 minutes sometimes if we really go in and we 
we really tap into our energetic medicine woman and ask for the alchemy that needs to take place to process these emotions and to come back to our center and just you know reopening that channel for the unlimited source of energy that is always there as we were saying is our natural state so i love that so we've gone through we've talked about the medicine woman we've gone through food we've gone through the menstrual cycle we've gone through creative flow as an entrepreneur or a creator the last the last place i'd love to go with you is around how you bring this into a relationship how does your medicine woman show up you know, in, you know, you have all of this tantric background, whether it be with, you know, self-pleasure or with your partner, like how do you bring your medicine woman into the energetics of your relationship, of sex, of all of these things? Mm. Mm. Okay. So this is a big question. We could do a whole other podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to. As you guys can tell, Allie is brilliant at many, many, many things. <laughs> I love you. And and as are you, Katie, as are you. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess the piece I would like to talk that's standing out the most around that is so as being a tantric practitioner, I was trained that unresolved trauma is going to cause there to be tension, pain, numbness, disconnect within our our sexual body within our our yoni um, when making love whether it's just self-penetration with our fingers or a wand or with our beloved and so being the medicine woman in this journey and I'm going to speak to this because I come from a past where it was painful it was numb and there were times that I felt obligated to have sex or I was making love and it started to become painful and I wanted my partner to feel pleasure and I didn't want to dampen it. So I would just pretend that it felt good and never say like, Hey, can we stop? Mm -hmm. So this is really important um, to know that the pain, the numbness, the disconnect, if you're not feeling emotion, if you're not feeling pleasure, if you're experiencing all of these things, when you're making love, um, it's not that there's anything wrong with you, that there is an unresolved trauma. And trauma could be like hard trauma where there was actually sexual abuse, or it could be a soft trauma, meaning that there was a verbal abuse or there was something. Trauma essentially means that there was something um, disturbing that happened, something shocking that happened. And emotionally, you weren't able to digest it at that time of your life and alchemize it because it was really quite intense. So the body will hold on to it and it'll express itself in the, in the experience of pain or numbness or disconnect. It's, it's your body is expressing that there's something there that has been dammed and it hasn't flowed. And so when we go to make love, it is the most sacred experience. It's a sacred energy exchange, sex, sacred energy exchange. And so it's raw, it's tender. <laughs> when, when somebody is in that space with us, these spaces that haven't had expression will come to the surface. And so one, I think it's important to build that presence with yourself, you know, doing any of the practices that we talked about today on this podcast, whether it's ecstatic dance or creating a Shakti nook or ritualizing your kitchen and your menstrual cycle, um, you know, practices, being able to know yourself and start to really tune into your own shadowy energy and your own pain or fear or doubt or whatever's coming up 
and alchemize it, that's the first step because our ability to witness ourselves creates a depth so that we can share ourselves with others. And especially because we feel safer because we've seen those parts of ourselves. And then being able to communicate to that, that to our partner is the next step. And so this has been a whole journey that I've gone through recently. My beloved is super open to the spiritual realms, but Tantra is new to him. Emotional healing, clearing is new to him. And so as these pieces were coming up for me, I was like, okay, expressing stuff to him. But there was stuff coming up for him and he didn't understand. And it was actually shutting him down in ways, even though I could still see what was happening. He didn't know how to presence this inadequacy or whatever it was that he was feeling pressured to meet because he didn't have this this background. So I got to explain this to him, this, you know, your, your, what you're feeling, there's nothing wrong with you. There's something underneath that. And I'm here for you. Let's explore it. Or like, there's something that I'm experiencing. Can you hold space for me as we explore this together? And because we've built that rapport over time, now those like small parts of ourselves that want to be seen, even in the bedroom, even in lovemaking, there's space for it. There is space to feel fear or feel inadequate or feel shame or feel constriction and emote that together and witness each other in it. And when we're able to let that peace come to the surface, again, the energy is no longer damned. It's seen and then it can alchemize. And then when it alchemizes, then pain turns into pleasure crying turns into giggles and orgasms and it can happen really really fast that's the beauty of it it can happen really really fast Mm -hmm. and so taking these concepts into relationship is is powerful but it really does start with the relationship again to the self and the depth that we create with ourself and so if you if somebody's listening to this podcast and is like I don't even know how to get there with my beloved start with a self-pleasure practice Um, working with a wand or even your fingers and just presencing like, okay, this feels painful. Can I press on it and breathe into it? Wow, what is coming up? What do I want to sound? Do I need to cry? Do I feel anger? Let yourself go there. It's absolutely okay. It's absolutely okay to feel that even when you're in pleasure or trying to be in pleasure because it's the fullness. Sexual energy is our connection to God, goddess, right? And God, goddess is everything. It's everything and it's nothing. So being able to meet ourselves in those depths while in the presence of our sexual energy is really, really powerful. And then again, sexual energy is directly connected to our fertile energy and our creative energy. So the more that we are tuning into these blocks within our body and emoting them, you betcha you're about to go through an up level in your business. You betcha the challenges you've been feeling with creating your online courses, suddenly it's like, Poof, oh my gosh, like things are just flowing. It's because what was blocked inside you has now been free. It's now been seen and the energy can flow in new ways. Mm, Allie, my whole body right now is like tingling. I'm sure everyone listening to this, I feel just this full activation of Medicine Woman. And it's so beautiful to just take her with us through all of these different doorways into all of these different aspects of life and to realize how much if we can hold her intention as top priority everywhere we go within each of these that's how all of the bliss all the success all of the freedom all of the purpose all of the creativity all of the love the romance everything 
happens naturally. This inner, this inner wisdom or intentionality of tapping into our medicine woman and realizing how powerful we are and realizing that our body is this literal living machine that we have the consciousness to become a medicine woman using this beautiful machine that we've been given to actually create reality and to actually transmute energy and to actually play in the realms in everything we do in in our business in the kitchen in our relationship in oh my gosh everything I just feel this like full activation right now I'm like yes and it takes a lot of the pressure off at the same time it takes we put so much pressure on ourselves in all of these in all of these different areas is our life. But when we can take a step back and realize how connected they all are and that actually how to really tap into our fullest potential is to let our medicine woman lead us so that the goddess inside can emerge. Like becomes this beautiful, just unfolding experience of creation. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I just love it. I thank you so much for just bringing us, bringing us back to that zoomed out lens, but also being able to go into all of these tiny details about each of them. So as you guys can obviously tell, as we were saying, so if you don't follow Ali on social media, again, she's Modern Goddess Lifestyle. And everything we talked about in the kitchen, um, everything we talked about with menstrual cycle, with the tantric, with the sex, everything, like she is a carrier. She is the living modern goddess lifestyle. She's a carrier of all concepts of this. She is a beautiful medicine woman that we all admire and look up to and definitely go check out her website. Ali, is there anything you want to share with us that's coming up in your world? Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Katie. And before, yeah, I would love to talk a little bit about the Leadership Academy I have. Um, But first, I want to honor you too. I feel like this whole podcast was a medicine journey from start to finish. I mean, you, you've done the work because you hold beautiful space. I felt like I could share all of this because of the space you were holding for me. And so I'm just, you can't see this, but I'm bowing to you. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like everyone listening to, we're just like, let's just all bow to each other energetically right now. Like we're all here in this huge circle, these divine feminine archetypes covering the planet, just like emerging with our powerful medicine woman, with our powerful goddess, with our everything. Life is art. Mm. It's all, all art. Mm, mm, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. I felt, yeah, there's some deep contractions that I spoke to in the beginning of this podcast. And I feel like there was so much liberation in the later half of it. And so thank you. Thank you for holding these spaces. And yeah, I would love to just share if anyone is is wanting to learn how to ritualize their kitchen or do womb clearing for themselves. Again, when we bleed, there's a natural womb clearing energetically that happens for us. Like we can't deny it. It just happens. So the more that we're able to be in that ebb and that flow, it's how we claim that medicine woman. 
Um, so I have a free gift. It's a package. It's a bundle womb clearing audio meditation and um, a ritual elixirs cookbook for the menstrual cycle. So you can find that at moderngoddesslifestyle.com. And then I have a leadership academy online called the Juicy Feminine Leadership Academy. And I certify space holders to hold the space for others in this way for divine feminine activation. And I truly believe in order for a good space holder to, to be a space holder, it's about doing the inner work first because your clients, they're going to have trauma. And if it triggers your own unresolved trauma, it can be challenging. So being in tune with your own medicine woman, creating your life from overflow and then showing up for others is powerful. And it really helps like release this paradigm that we need to like fix or solve somebody else's problem. No, that person has their inner medicine woman that's wanting to come out. It knows the solutions. It knows the path of health and vibrancy and death and rebirth. When we're able to hold and witness someone in that, it allows them to rise. And so that's, that's what Juicy Feminine Leadership Academy is about. And um, yeah, you can find all of that at moderngoddesslifestyle.com. We're taking pre-bookings for um, the course, which is going to start up at the end of the summer. Mm, thank you, Ali. And for anyone listening, I will link that website in the show notes of this episode. And again, I... <laughs> I'm sure we all just went on a huge journey together. I know that I'm feeling incredible right now, and I hope you are too. And Ali, thank you so much again for sharing this space. Mm, thank you again, Katie. Thank you, everyone who, everyone who listened to this. Bless you up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, love you. See you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, it would mean the world if you could leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if we aren't connected on social media yet, come say hello on Instagram at Katie underscore underscore Blair or come visit the website at www.katie-blair.com. I highly recommend you put anything that pinged you from this podcast episode today into action ASAP. I honor you for being here and cannot wait to see you on the next episode.